It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Action Fanatics, the Bulletproof Podcast is back. I am your host, Chris the Brain, joining me as we make our return. The first podcast of 2024, Ryan Campbell. Long time, no talk. Yeah, I'm glad to be back and uh, talking about one of my dear favorite movies. And uh, yeah, it's uh, hopefully 2024 is going well for you to start out, uh, start a new job. It's exciting times around here at the house. A lot going on, obviously. And uh, that's part of the reason that we have not had a show yet this year. And do want to apologize. I know a lot of people, like just in this past week, were like, hey, where are you guys at? And for, for a while, me up, Brain, you would not believe. For a while, I was like, nobody was I'm like, well, that shows you how much everybody cares. Uh, and, you know, it just, the schedule conflicts. And then, I, you know, once you get off that hamster wheel, sometimes it's hard to get back on it. That's so right. we're back and we will uh, definitely be, we've already, I've already got plans for the next recording. So we'll be back to business here, uh, business as usual. Maybe try to squeeze in an extra one here and there to make up for lost time. I'll just be happy. You know, sometimes you got to take a break. Sometimes when you, especially these things you do just for the love of the game, because I don't know if you know this brain, but this job doesn't pay very well. No, I know Yeah. We are definitely not uh, doing this because we're getting rich. So recharging the battery sometimes is important. If we were getting rich, we'd probably have one of these every day. (laughs) I would just be talking about anything. Just, uh, every individual episode of every show I've ever watched would get a podcast devoted to it. Um, But that's, uh, you know, that's the way it is. Like you Welcome said, to the Equalizer podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I think there is an Equalizer podcast out there, actually. Uh, I, I would love to do that. I love the Equalizer. It's a Miami Vice week this week on uh, the Action Channel. I get the but time. yeah, we, we, we are back. We are back from the you know, but one thing that kept going. One thing that never stops is bulletproofaction.com. That we were still churning out content there and it's a very important year 2024 we will celebrate 10 years of doing this. Woo. Uh, and you know that's what a, when the podcast was I'm like what a time. This is not the year for the, the wheels to start falling off. I mean let's at least get to the big 10 year anniversary after that who the hell knows what will happen. But yeah, bulletproofaction.com uh when this hits we are going to be doing a big 80s countdown of the arnold schwarzenegger hits one of which we're going to be talking about here tonight um or today as you're listening 
but there's some the bad batch is back and i know you're on top of that situation yeah it's gonna be a while too i mentioned this in the write-up that that thing runs all the way till may i'm not used to some of these series now are like five or six episodes and it's done sometimes they even give you two or three at once and before you know it it's only last three weeks but yeah, this thing's going to, it's a long full series, the final series, off to a good start, and uh, I'm excited. Dune coming out this weekend, I'm going to be seeing that here probably tomorrow night. So, getting back in the swing of things, you know, around the holidays, I remember in a past job I had, short story, I used to have to go to the movies all the time with the person I was with. Man, that January, February can be hard time to try to find movies worth seeing, but now we start getting into spring. Movies are coming out. Before you know it, it's going to be summer. So things are going to start ramping up. Well, there was. I mean, Beekeeper was out in January. And that yeah, was a nice, yeah. pleasant surprise. And that was a, a great movie. And uh, so that I got more movies don't do that. Carve out. There's so many spaces on the calendar where there is just nothing. Right. I know. And usually this is like award season. So a lot of the Oscar movies come out for their, they run in the theaters for like three weeks so that they're eligible. But yeah, man, throw an action movie in there. I think you could really do something Beekeeper is one of those. It, it has. It's done quite well for itself. And uh, I definitely enjoyed that one. Something I covered. Other things coming up. I'll be dipping back into the Shaw Brothers vault for, you know, classic Kung Fu does really well for BulletproofAction.com. You'll be getting more of that. Uh, the One Percenter is a, a, something that's getting some buzz out there. And I think our good friend Chad Cruz will be doing something with that. So stay tuned. And, and the new Roadhouse. What did you think of the trailer? I don't know if we talked about that. I liked it. I liked what I saw. I was very uh, intrigued. And the minute I'm like, yep, I am covering that. And uh, yeah, so that one's a definite one that we will be talking about on the site. Maybe we'll even talking about here on the podcast at some point. The big one. Timely. Make sure it's timely. Don't do it like eight months later when no one cares anymore. <laughs> no, no. So maybe, yeah, maybe we can uh, do the original. There you go. And kind of do a little compare contrast or something. We'll think about that. Again, we're, we're going to try to squeeze in some extra that's ones. A good, that's how your mind's working. That's why certain YouTube channels, like, you'll notice that they release a recap of the original version the week before the new one comes out. Right. You got optimization, SEO, search engines, algorithms. You that, feed the, yeah. Feed the beast. Any more jargon you'd like to spit up? We'll circle back on that. All right, that sounds like a good idea. But yeah, the Arnold is back in Columbus, and I think I bet you our colleague Chad Cruz he may be checking out the Arnold. He lives right there. I think he's working out. He's he's in the gym. He's in the lab, putting things together, getting yeah. seeing if he can see know, if he can get that uh, second career going. Enter the Arnold Classic, right. uh, like Hans and Franz did, perhaps as a gimmick. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's the Arnold this weekend. We're back with Arnold talking about The Running Man, which was released on November 13th, 1987. Uh, where does this fall in our Arnold countdown? You can check out BulletproofAction.com uh, today because we are going to be releasing the countdown of Arnold's 80s action hits. But we're going to put the spotlight right now on The Running Man, directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Starsky from Starsky and Hutch, for those in the know, uh, from back in the day. And this one based on a novel by Richard Bachman, who, if you didn't know. Fun fact. That was a uh, fake name there by Mr. Stephen King. Ghostwriting. He's ghostwriting. And uh, yeah, so this thing kicks off. It's the year 2017. The world economy has collapsed. 
there's police states and they're divided into paramilitary zones. The TV is controlled by the state. But as often is the case in these situations, there is a resistance. That's right. You can only keep your thumb on the man so long before, you know. There's there's something brewing underneath. And uh, something tells me it could come to a head as this movie progresses. Uh, Probably something could tell me because I've seen this movie. 10,000 times. But even the first time I saw it, I would have to believe I had some indication. That's uh, not sustainable. Nothing like right. that's sustainable. Right. So we kick off, we see the footage of what will become known as the Bakersfield Massacre, and we meet Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. Uh, he's a police helicopter pilot, and they're flying above Bakersfield. There's a food riot in progress. Um, and you know, there's citizens down there. They're not, they have no weapons. Many of them, women and children, they're just hungry. They want food, hence a food riot. And that's when he gets the very bizarre orders, it would seem, that kill all the protesters. Unacceptable. That's what he says. And uh, yeah, so he refuses. So the rest of the guys on board are like, all right, you're, you're in charge now, buddy. Get rid of him subdue him and uh they do it takes a bunch of them though because it's freaking arnold schwarzenegger he's not a small man um and they end up killing uh the people and they pin it on our man ben richards which is bullcrap yeah and uh i mean not a hot take here to say that this movie is very timely and that's always you know that's why they make these dystopian sci-fi movies is because people are ahead of the game and seeing a lot of this stuff but even the part of like taking AI to create a deep fake dependent on him. Like, is that nuts? Like every day I log on to Twitter, I see like, look what AI videos can do now. In six months we've gone from, uh, Hey, chill dude. We've gone from Will Smith's face melting to like almost complete photocopy, realistic images. Yeah. There's definitely uh, a, a lot of technology featured in the running man that, you know, at the time was like, oh, that's futuristic. That'll never happen. It's happening, folks. It's happening right now. Uh, so, yeah, the, they pin the whole thing on him, which ends, lands our man Ben in prison. He's at the Wilshire Detention Zone. Um, and this is a quasi-futuristic prison. We've what got you got to do to have a detention zone named after you? Like, I would think. Wilshire guy. Uh, is brutal. it just on Wilshire Boulevard? I, that's what I thought. I think it was Peter Wilshire. Who's a, oh, okay. Well, maybe torturer and just terrible person. Maybe. I, I, you know, I guess I should have done more research. Um, yeah, but these inmates are wearing these collars uh, that prevent them from escaping because there's kind of like little, what would you call them? Sensors or little Proxy markers. Markers, yeah. Something like Markers that. out on the perimeter there that if you go past them while you're wearing that collar, the collar explodes, thus your head explodes. So obviously that keeps everybody where they're supposed to be. Um, and it's, you know, they're doing some hard labor. Uh, we, we get some of the guards talking about the previous night's episode of The Running Man, giving us an indication that this is a very popular show. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, something pulled directly from, you know, since the days of the gladiators, it's kind of combat sports or things like this have been used to distract the masses from usually from some sort of overruling party. So, you know, again, nothing new, but that's usually how these things work. 
history does repeat itself. That's right. Um, Richards gets into a fight with fellow inmate Laughlin, played by the incomparable Yafet Kodo, uh, one of my all-time favorites. But this is a fake fight, if you will. It's all a distraction. And this is so their glasses-wearing cohort, Weiss, can get a hold of the computer and the computer that is in charge of these, that could run these sensors, these markers, the perimeter. Um, and, of course, we know he must be good with computers because he's wearing glasses. That's right. And and I, he is really good with computers. There's multiple times where, like, this dude is doing complicated algorithms that, judging by the technology of this time, I'm assuming are, you know, crypto, crazy uh, brain computers algorithms and he's just cracking them with nothing but his head. So this dude's a, a savant, a brilliant. He's good. He's good for sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we got prison pandemonium. He's electrifying. Yeah, oh, very nice. Uh, prison pandemonium. There's guards shooting. Inmates are running amok. It's all out chaos. One inmate. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Chico. Chico, played by Thomas Rosales Jr., who pops up in so many movies and so many TV shows. Um, he's in there. He jumps the gun though, and he starts heading out, but the perimeter hasn't been completely t- taken down. So we get to see what happens. He does in fact lose his head. Weiss finally does get the code to go all the way through. And we have ourselves an official prison break. Everybody's just headed for the hills now. Screw you. You can't get us all. Um, and Richards, Laughlin and Weiss go incognito. It kind of reminded me of like the Ninja Turtles when they would go incognito. <laughs> their overcoats and yeah, and they look like giant hawking. <laughs> That's what I got from that. <laughs> they meet up with the young resistance fighter Stevie, played by Dweezil Zappa. Um, we get a Running Man commercial. So again, we're they're, they're hyping this Running Man nicely just dropping little things the guy's talking about now we see the commercial it's the number one show in the freaking world again amazing effective storytelling uh we do have the wall of text at the beginning of the movie but that was kind of par for the course for sci-fi at the time right Uh, but other than that i mean all of this so far is there's not a huge exposition dump by character where they just explain the entire premise of the show or just getting little tidbits i mean obviously you know it's the title of the movie so you probably come in knowing a little bit about it but just little bits. This is a big deal. Everybody watches. You know, even the poor people are watching. They'll wager whatever life savings they do have on it. Just, just dropping little little breadcrumbs. So yeah, then then the uh, trio of Richards, Laughlin, and Weiss they get to the resistance headquarters where they're going to get their collars removed uh, by Mick, <laughs> com- conveniently played by Mick Fleetwood. Uh, Right now, putting you on the spot, favorite Fleetwood Mac song? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm not good with knowing uh, names of songs. And Fleetwood Mac was a little bit before my time. I I, I know. I I was figuring you would just say you had nothing. It's got to be Dreams, Brain. Dreams. I'm going to go with Landslide myself. Or you've got Uh, The Chain or Go Your Own Way. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep reading off Google. He's just Googling things, folks. If you can't tell, uh, all right, you can go your own way. There you go. See, you know it. You know it. All right, well, anyway, Mick, who is played by Mick Fleetwood, you know, he's a little bit, you know, why should I be helping out the butcher of Bakersfield? 
you were one of the cops who like killed my my people, my friends, my and but Laughlin kind of steps in and is like, hey, we wouldn't have even got out of that prison if it wasn't for him. So you kind of got to at least do him a favor. Which I find funny is obviously they know that they're doctoring videos and framing people. So like right. that, that this story they won't believe seems kind well, of well. That's uh, you know that happens. It's it's one of those things where. If someone you like, you hear some bad news about there them, you want to you want to immediately you want to immediately be like, oh, that's probably bullcrap. But if it's somebody you already didn't care for, it could be the most ridiculous, outlandish thing. You're like, uh huh, a hundred percent. I don't care if it's being reported by Jimmy's newsstand.com that Dave I've never Meltzer. heard of before, or Dave Meltzer. I don't care who's reporting it. Uh, it's a hundred percent fact. Um, so yeah. But yeah, they, they do take the collar off. Um, you know, the plan basically for the resistance is they need to get to the satellite network and they will then broadcast the truth to the masses because they are getting lied to. Again, the TV is controlled by the government. And the government will lie to you when it's convenient for them. No way. Which is all the time. No um, yes, it's true. I'm sorry. Uh, so, through the media. <laughs> the media ben uh so ben richards turns down the you know, lawfuls like you know you could stick with us help us reach this lofty goal that we're, we're after we roll after we just treated you so nicely surely you want to join us right right uh yeah it didn't make a great first impression did they on old ben richards i don't blame him you bring up a great point Mick was rude. Mick was like, no, I don't care. Let him die. Let us for you. Look at me. I'm jacked. I'm huge. I'd be an asset to your team. Give me a no, they want Dweezil Zappa to be their soldier. Right. That ain't going to cut it. All right. So uh, he turns him down. He's going to meet up with his brother, who's then going to get him out of the city. Uh, so Ben gets to his brother's place, uh, bums a ride with some day laborers, and shows up at the apartment. Um, Your thought for Ben's brother, who's used as a plot device and then just never <laughs> well, yeah. zero concern for his brother after he finds out he himself was arrested later. Well, I kind of assumed they he figured he was dead, probably. Or so to he, be fair, things move pretty quickly. He's got yeah, he doesn't right. really have a lot of time to dwell on. I wonder where Ed is. Um, but before we get to him going to his brother's, we meet. Damien or Damon Killian, Richard Dawson. This was such great casting right here. I mean, you had a legitimate game show guy hosting the number one game show in the world. And from all accounts, Mr. Dawson may not have been the friendly man you saw on television. He may have been like his character Killian, a little bit bloodthirsty, a little bit worried about the ratings, a little bit of an egomaniac perhaps at the time, man, those, those personalities that hosted those large syndicated, I mean, those were some pretty big personalities and they watched the ratings just like, you know, we always bring up wrestling, but uh, it mattered what wheel of fortune did, what jeopardy did. Like there was a hierarchy of these hosts and they were, they became personalities unto themselves. So he's definitely channeling that quite a bit in the role, but it's perfect. Yeah. So he arrives at ICS headquarters and you kind of all, just his interaction with the janitor tells you all you kind of need to know about this guy. He's like, Oh, to his face, like, Oh no, no problem. Oh, so happy to you're here. And you're, you're a real valued member of the team. And two seconds later, he's like, 
that guy better be fired or you will be. So yeah, he dropped into that role pretty uh, uh, almost too easy, like you said. Um, so Ben now is at his brother's apartment. There's no answer, uh, but he has the security code to get in. And here's some of that technology that I'm talking like back then. It was like, that's odd. But now that's commonplace to just have a punch key. Like you don't physical keys. I would imagine at some point are going to disappear and we're not going to have them. Yeah. I mean, to the point now where it's either fingerprint or you control it by your phone. I do have to wonder, I don't want to have to go there. Why in the world it would still be the same security code. <laughs> If you, well, if that you might be Airbnb. They change the security code right. automatically. That might be uh, more. Well, yeah, he would have. Yeah, he didn't know. But I was gonna say if he. They might be like, well, he's not going to come back. Ed's not coming back to the apartment, so who cares? I, that is a good point. But uh, someone Ben Ben gets in there. There's some women's clothing laying around on the floor, and that's a little bit odd. Get it. But, but uh, you know, maybe Ed's got uh, some lady friends who right, stopped by. Man. Ben's Ben's a getter. Um, back at ICS, we get to see Damon interacting with his assistant Brenda. He's got his bodyguard Swen, played by Swen Oli Thorson, of course, good friend of Arnold. Um, and we meet the director of the Running Man, Tony, played by the great Kurt Fuller. One of my favorites. I always liked like he's also in uh, Scrooged. And then he's yep. in, in in here, and then he's Mr. Brill in No Holds Barred. And I always feel like he's always like some kind of TV person. Plays the the up and coming executive. He, well. He's in the, yeah. He was he he cut his teeth being a director of a game show and doing this stuff till he rose to the level of being the boss of the network in No Holds Barred. Um. So yeah, great. Great cast there. We also then meet another key member that we have yet to meet, Amber Mendez, Maria Conchito Alonso. She arrives. It's her apartment now, but she doesn't know that old Ben Richards is hanging out in there. She just comes home, goes about her normal business. I just kept thinking if you made this movie today, that would be Sofia Vergara. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought about it like, of course, now with a dog, that wouldn't probably happen. But by pre-having a dog in the house, like, yeah, this could be something. Like, somebody could be in my house. If they were, like, off in a bedroom somewhere and I just came home from work and just went about my routine of, okay, here, let me start some dinner, let me do this. All of a sudden, like, they just appear, pop out of, like, hello, I was taking a nap in your room. What the heck? Yeah, I got home today from work and my, my kids were already home and – you know, you're like, hey, who let did somebody let the dog out? <laughs> so she's you know going about her business. Um, all voice activate again. Here's some more stuff that is today. Yep. Alexa, Alexa, turn this on. Alexa, do that. Alexa, do this. Careful, won't say it too loud. She'll hear you. I, exactly. I've I've done that before on this podcast. Um. So yeah, we've got voice activated things. She turns on Captain Freedom's workout. And Captain Freedom, of course, played by the one and only Jesse the Body Ventura. Um, she's doing it, you know, a little inspiration because she's going to do her own little workout. Um, but the show is interrupted, which is poor Captain Freedom's interrupted left and right on this movie. But his show's interrupted throughout the film. For someone who's like a Hall of Famer, the most prestigious. Of all time, yeah. Disrespected. Um, Yesterday's news. But right now we're talking about today's news, which is that Ben Richards has escaped. 
Um, and that's when she realizes the very man they're talking about on TV is standing right there in front of her. <laughs> pointing at the screen, pointing at him, that, that, that whole bit. Classic. Um, so, yeah, this is where we learned this used to be his brother's place. Uh, and he was taken away for re-education last month. I but, get it now. The apartment's provided to her from the company, and that's why they didn't change the code. They just told her this is the code. Right. She's like, free apartment! Yay! Right. She didn't care. But they're yeah, straight attached. Because she works for ICS, which we will learn that's about. Right. Uh, she wrote the jingle, actually. So good for her. Um, you know, Ben, of course, is like, hey, don't listen to that news. I was framed. Well, of, course, that, of course, she's thinking, well, what else are you going to say? I killed everyone. Um, so she doesn't quite believe him. Uh, but somebody else. Because she's like in, she's in there. Like, that I understand. That she would. Because right. that's, that's her character. She's going to find out, unravel this mystery with us as the audience. Not like the resistance people that should have done better. Right. Um, also watching the Ben Richards news was Killian. Um, he sees him and he's like, patch that in here. Let's take a look at it. This is the guy I'm looking for. He Because they're trying to find... You know, that's the problem with a, a show. You always need talent. You need something for you got to keep the thing going. You got to keep Especially the You kill them every single time. You right. Can't bring yeah. back, they don't get to do like Survivor best of. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's, maybe that's where Survivor, maybe that was the original plan to just kill everybody. But they're like, you know what? That might come back. Well, number one, it's illegal. Really when they made the number decision. two, you're, you're, you're not thinking ahead. Um, so yeah, he's like, I need to get this guy. And now normally the justice department does not allow these type of prisoners to be on his show, but you know, Damon Killian, he can sell ice to an Eskimo if he had to. Then that times are getting tough. They're, they're wanting them to juice up the ratings. Right. We need a bigger extraction. You want the numbers up. We got to do something big. We got to do something we've never done before. So that's what happens there. We go back to Amber's. Um, ben now has her tied up to her little exercise machine, and he's taking a look around, finds her travel pass, logs in with his little scanner gimmick, and uh, next thing you know, he's booking himself a flight to Honolulu. Can't say I would do any different. Guess what? She's coming with because this dumb this dumb lady gives up a free trip to Honolulu. What an idiot! So yeah, so you know, it's they go in as a as a married couple, um, get to the airport. You know, ben gets a great excuse that why she doesn't have her pass that is in the thing, and he plays it well. They get there, they get into the shuttle. They're almost going to do it, but then Amber betrays him. He's out running, out on the runway. Literally, it just he gets caught. Um, you know, because she thinks he's an actual murderer, which again, you cannot blame this woman. Um, He's caught, and next thing you know, he is face-to-face with Killian. And when Killian asks, do you know who I am? And it's a great line. You're the asshole on TV. And Killian (laughs) just turns it right back on him. I was going to say the same thing about you. So great first meeting between these two. Uh, Really established that they match each other's wit. Yes, and a worthy Killian, adversary and a worthy opponent. Absolutely, um, and Killian, it's like okay, I'd like you to volunteer to be a guest runner, and of course, 
the first instinct is, you know, shove it up your ass. Basically, I'm not going to do that. But wait a minute. All right, that's fine. But, you know, if you don't do it, I got your boys Weiss and Laughlin, and they'll have to run in your place. And do you think they stand a chance against the stalkers? So next thing you know, old Ben Richards is uh, getting all prepped for the show. Which stand-up guy, he didn't know them anything. He was already, you know, been like, kill them, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, We see a Cadre Cola commercial, which is a big-time sponsor of, I think Cadre is like the the thing running the whole show, really. Yeah. Um, So... Amber then sees a news report about Richard's capture at the airport. And this is her first aha moment. The light bulb goes off because they're showing that he killed people and she was there and knows he didn't kill anybody. So now the wheels are turning. So uh, now it's time. And this is a great part of the film right here one of my favorite parts like i got my i was getting all amped up i was getting on the jazz if as they say uh because the dancers are going we got the dancers are dancing we see the people filing into the studio uh we can do a whole podcast on just the logistics of how this show is run and i find it fascinating like the little segments how you break up all the time when they're gonna be running around like a 400 block area you know like the all the little in-between stuff they have like a halftime show they allude to it's just and it's like the show itself they talked about it like it's three hours long they're just giving out prizes at the longer people stay alive but there's like a pre-show and a post-show i mean this thing is going i just want to watch like a standalone episode (laughs) this is going all night long um so yeah so yeah people are in their house for a good five hours or glued to one of the outdoor screens for five hours watching this thing um but yeah we we get the stalkers arrive there's fans waiting to see them come in it's a big deal um the control room of course is a buzz they're getting ready and then and then we've referenced this so many times (laughs) i really should have thought ahead and got my friend geo from the nick and geo podcast the gambling experts that they are because we then see the very mysterious gambling a single best gambling scene in, in cinematic history it tops our list how does it all work what does it all mean Basil? we broke it down we've talked about it we've analyzed it frame by frame it, it makes no sense people are just passing pieces of paper and money and chalkboard and then they just tear it all up later when they all start betting on Ben. And they don't, they, again, they just start taking money and hand. There's no way they wrote Ben on those pieces of paper. They no. hand a piece of paper. I don't, it, it's almost as confusing when you watch like the uh, Wall Street, like people just buying and just screaming out and like, ah, ah. Like, how does it, who's keeping track of all this? This is too chaotic. I all I know is there's chalk, there's names on a chalkboard, but that <laughs> correlates in no way to all the people just handing money. All they, yeah, and they still have a chalkboard. All these technologies, but good old fashioned chalkboard on the streets when you're just gambling. But you know, gambling's huge. I mean, why is the NFL so big? Because of the gambling. That's right. You get the gambling piece of it, and you it takes everything up to a whole other level. And like I said, it serves a thematic purpose that these and these are the poorest people, and the little money that they do have, they're waging on this ridiculous show. So like it's. 
it serves a very thematic purpose. But yeah, when you really start thinking about it too much and watching it, it makes zero sense, which is hilarious. Uh, so now Amber, who, again, as we have established, works at ICS, is there. Um, she's hanging out at the vending machine with one of her co-workers. And here's Ben being escorted from his, uh, I don't know, dressing room, if you will, and bringing him into, maybe he was in the green room, bringing him out to the stage so he has to pass by. A little awkward moment. And that's when Amber decides to, well, her friend gets a little bit pervy, but... uh, A little bit. It's very weird. She goes to some weird places. She does. She does. I was trying to be nice to the woman, but... (laughs) Yeah, she's a, she's a, she's got problems. Um, so yeah, she so, so Amber was wise to ditch her, but she's like, I'm gonna go do some snooping around because something ain't right here. Maybe this guy was telling me the truth. Why are they lying about this on the news? That they lied about him all along. What's going on? Um, we then go back into the studio. Here comes the host of the number one television show in the whole wide world, Damon Killian. Um, and he goes to front row regular, Mrs. Agnes McArdle. And uh, this, to me, was almost a homage to, like, the old school wrestling. When you'd have the little old ladies who came every week to their local territory wrestling with perhaps an umbrella or something to hit the heels with or their purse. It just... That, that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, I made a note of that. Is that it oddly? It seemed oddly deliberate to keep showing elderly women, like, and even not just who they talked to, but crowd shots, close-ups. And I, I thought a little bit about, like, just trying to think of like what was the thematic purpose there of of constantly showing elderly women. The only thing I can think of is maybe that's where most of the wealth is, and because you know most of the people that are outside in the poor streets are younger people i don't know but yeah just an observation i made while listening is, was that all the people inside it like seemed to be elderly which i thought was weird yeah there were quite a few but yeah agnes but that is the people who sit at home all day watching game shows maybe it's something as simple as that yeah and again to me it was a little bit of that wrestling thing because there was always old people in those crowds back in the day before it became wwe where they brought in where it's more family or some of the current products where it's all a bunch of guys in black t-shirts. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Or the uh, showboat clown. That's a good one too. Oh, the show. Right. Herbie Mills of the Mills Brothers was in the front row of the showboat every time. And sometimes he had his friend the clown with him. Sometimes he had a guy with glasses with him. I would love to have gone back in time to the showboat to see a AWA taping. And I would like to have gone in the back to see if they actually booked or formatted any of those shows, and if so, how. <laughs> That's another story for another I was time. Like Wednesdays at the Sorg. <laughs> Who's yeah. here? Uh, who, who can't? Was it that way? Yeah, was it that way? Because if it was, I would completely understand. <laughs> so then, after talking to Agnes, front row regular, he throws it to a video package. Uh, O'Shea Jackson would approve. Uh, the Bakersfield Massacre is there and we see that much different than the footage we saw at the beginning, Ryan of the actual right. event. We, we see a heavily doctored things are taken out. Um, and then it's perfect timing now to introduce 
the butcher of Bakersfield. The crowd actually, I mean, they just, they just saw the man massacre people. So perfect. Bring him out. They know automatically he's horrible. If they didn't already know of him. And again, now this guy's been all over the news now, but the running man doesn't assume you saw that. So they showed you this video package. So even if you missed the news, you knew who the hell Ben Richards was. You have to run your show as if it's a small bubble that no one else has seen. You can't, like you said, Sean O'Shea Jackson. He knows what's going on. O'Shea Jackson, huge running man fan, I would bet. Uh, We also find out the running man has a deal with Adidas, which is pretty cool. Makes sense. Uh, so good for them uh, getting the deal and uh, lucrative deal. I, I imagine it was, of course, then again, when you think it's all government control, they were probably just forced to do it, but let's pretend it wasn't. And they had a bidding and Adidas won. Um, Amber is now right. only one shoe brand. Adidas. Yeah. Amber is in the, uh, in the archives and she finds the undoctored Bakersfield Massacre footage, the raw footage, if you will. Um, There's you know, a giant uh, filing cabinet marked evidence we never want anyone to see. It was right there with the other, with the edited, edited for TV, and then we have this one. And they're all like on little like mini discs. They weren't like words. They were, yeah, like, yeah, there you go. Um, so where were we? Oh yeah. So she finds that, but back in the studio, Killian has a surprise for Ben Richards. Cause he's a bastard. And or this was always the plan. Guess what? Ben isn't going in on his own. Ben got out of prison with two guys. He's going into the running man with two guys. That's right. Laughlin and Weiss are going in That son of a bitch. Killian lied to him. Um, and this is where we find out. Yeah. The runners have three hours to make their way through all four game quads. If they can survive, they could potentially win their freedom, just like last season's winners. Cut to the footage of these guys on the beach having yeah, a good old time. Perfectly happy. I mean, yeah, you're giving them an opportunity. This is a this is a fair deal. And then we get another great exchange with Ben telling Killian, I'll be back. Classic Arnold. And then without missing a beat, only in a rerun. Wonderful. I love this. What a heel. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and about the same time here, we still see Amber in the thing. You just see a hand on her shoulder like, oh, crap. Somebody caught her doing something she wasn't supposed to be. Um, now Killian is back among the studio audience. And to your uh, – you were talking about, now we see how this kind of works. So Okay, so the guys shot down the tubes. And while they're making their way down there, our our man Killian goes out like, okay, who wants to pick the first stalker? And we get this Come lady. on down. Uh, we cut to, you know, now who's going to pick, who's going to be the stalker pick? That's something the gambling guys want to know. Like, that's one of their gimmicks. So they're like, all right. So we cut back to the gambling outside. And who's going to go? Who's going to go? Oh, I think this, blah, 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 blah. The nonsense that makes no sense. And the lady picks Sub-Zero, played by the one and only, the legendary Professor Toro Tanaka. Um, he's the incredible Iceman, and he has a deadly hockey stick weapon. It was interesting when they first introduced him, they said Professor Sub-Zero. Professor yeah. They, and then they, they never do again. They never use it again. They did not want to uh, disrespect the man's higher education. That's right. 
So the good professor is going to go in. We also find out that The Running Man is brought to you by Castrol GTX, engineered for today's smaller cars. Um, Captain Freedom, they cut to him. Uh, he gives a little bit of a locker room report. I don't know who those locker room guys are. That's another question I had. Were those more stalkers? Because they, why were they like, I don't know, who were those people? Yeah, I think the way I kind of thought of it is they have kind of, I'm assuming most nights, most of them probably don't even end up working. So if you've got eight or nine of them, it looks like they got pretty ladies. So they're all dressed up, they're drinking, they're watching. And then if they have to go into duty, they go like, that's why you see dynamo dressed up in a suit and tie partying. And then he has to go to wardrobe because what we're going to see. I, I would just, I just wondered because I mean, it, it looks like a good party though. Every day I, I want to be in that room. Spoiler alert. You know, they end up having to get Captain Freedom out of retirement. But you would like, it felt like they didn't have a real deep bench. I don't know. But, uh, Maybe it's so, just once some of the top guys went down, it was like, uh, yeah, you, didn't, you, didn't, you couldn't. Re- yeah, that's true. You didn't want to replace them with like jobber guys or yeah. the, the lower level guys. That That's accurate. Okay, we're, we're working through our issues with this film. Once Dynamo went down, it was like, oh shit, we need Captain Freedom. We can't right. send in. We, yeah, we can't send in an unproven stalker. Um, so, yeah, he's doing his report, and he's about to go into a story, reminisce, going down memory lane, and Killian's like, oh, sorry, Cap. We've got the confirmation that the runners have made it to the first quad, and so has Sub-Zero. Um, but we're going to find out now, Ryan, this is unlike any other Running Man episode that has ever happened before. Because Sub-Zero gets off to a good start, but it doesn't last long. And Sub-Zero is turned into Plain Zero uh, by Ben Richards. That's right. The, uh, the, the tone changes pretty quickly. And, and again, they don't have to say, no, 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 um, Searcher has been taken down in five years. They don't have to say it. The, the tone, the way that the crowd reacts, you can tell this isn't something they're used to seeing. This is a very somber moment, and things just picked up. Things just went into another gear now that Sub-Zero is dead. Yeah, and you, and again, you see that Killian, that phony-ass Killian, because he's on, on camera with the somber tones, with the very serious low, oh, this is this is a moment. They dim the lights in the, the freaking studio. Everything's like there. And then the next scene... He's backstage on the phone with the Justice Department saying, yes, yeah, I understand somebody died. It was bound to happen sooner or later and just going about his business. They didn't miss a chance to put like this stalker death is brought to you by Castrol GTX. (laughs) But now the important thing is who will be the next stalker? So once again, Killian's out in the audience. He's talking to some guy. Uh, who just can't decide if he wants Buzzsaw or Dynamo. They finally Buzzsaw get a young Dynamo in there, and he's an indecisive asshat. Can't make up his freaking mind. <laughs> well, he can't. I, can't. I don't know. So, you know what? They, they, they let him get away with it because they're like, fuck it. We'll send both of them in. Who cares? We, we're making up rules as we go here in The Running Man. Um, here's a technological advancement that hasn't come entirely true. I know it worked somewhat similar at WrestleMania 7 because they know in real time that the ratings are up a full point. Only yeah. t- the only time I've ever heard of this happening, again, was WrestleMania 7. 
when Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes seemed to know how many people had already purchased the pay-per-view as it was happening, and they knew it was more people than have ever purchased a pay-per-view in the history of the world. The same and it were, congratulations, they were patting each other on the back for it, for being a part of this most watched pay-per-view. Yes, Gorilla got a, a nice congratulations uh, from Lord Alfred Hayes. Well-deserved. I think they can think of is this is some sort of new broadcast technology that they're using because that's what they're trying to hack into. Maybe whatever this advanced form of broadcast with these satellites and receiver towers and transmission stations allows them to see in real time how many people kind of like a live stream now. I mean, if you're live on YouTube, you can look up in real time and see how many people are watching. So, yeah, that's why we're not live on YouTube because we'd see that no one would be watching and it would just be. <laughs> Trust me, I've streamed plenty of times on YouTube playing games or whatever to an audience of zero just talking to myself. It would just be extra depressing. Uh, so we haven't gone down that road. Uh, and I don't know that we ever will, but I mean, never say never. Um, again, we've got a 10 year anniversary of Bulletproof Action coming up. Any Anything could happen. Um, so, yeah, the ratings are up. We get a little Dynamo performance. He's very operatic. Oh. Very nice. Um, but Killian has one more. Sub- I mean, this episode. This is like, I mean, it's just one thing after the other. Uh, and he's got one more surprise because there's going to be yet another runner. It is the one and only Amber Mendez, ladies and gentlemen. It does make you wonder. If this if this episode would have gone according to plan, what they would have done the next night because they threw it all out the ball. They, and that's the, the other. Is it every four night? Runners, they're going through five different. Like, what would they have done the next night? <laughs> is it an every night show? Is it once a week? Do we know it's that? It's imply that it's more than just once a week. But yeah, I guess. Then even the next week, like what? How are they right. ever to top this? That, that's a, that's the ratings would have been down, and they would have had to been expect. Well, maybe they'd be up just to see the fallout. They'd probably be that week after the after. There you go. The trajectory would have taken maybe about a month to, to cool off. But yeah, but yeah, Amber Mendez, who looks much better in her Adidas suit than Yafet Koto, um, they paint her as Ben's accomplice and his lover, and. Obviously, she's like denying it the whole time, but the audience is just eating up what the announcer is saying, and just they're all they're in a frenzy. Yeah, they don't like beautiful people. Boo! <laughs> Laughlin and Weiss now are like, okay, that satellite uplink is probably here in the game zone. That's why nobody's ever been able to find it because who the heck's just roaming around the entire entirety of the Running Man quads? They're like, no, they're Brilliant. not. Um. But now they got to find it. Um, so now Amber is in the game. She happens upon Ben, Laughlin, and Weiss. And, you know, Ben has a little smart remark for her. And But now she's in with the group. Uh, but also, here come the stalkers. My man Laughlin, almost instantly injured. Sad to see. Um, ben is being dragged by Buzzsaw on his motorcycle. Weiss and Amber, meanwhile, sneak away. They're going to go find that uplink. Well, uh, you know, divide and conquer is what we're going Again, for. Again, Weiss is look, computer savvy. He's able to just, like, triangulate and figure out where this uplink is. He can smell a computer. Right. It's so good. Because I wonder if he had, 
Yeah, he needed. They didn't have those. He needed those uh, Alexa glasses, the Google lens or something. Yeah, yeah, he needed those with, that you could talk to him and stuff. Um, so they're looking for that. And now it's we got Ben versus Buzzsaw, uh, and boy does Buzzsaw mean me quite the demise. Probably the worst, the worst end in in, in the movie. He takes the his own Buzzsaw. Not only is it you killed by your own weapon, which is which is unfortunate, but Right in the junk, just straight up the middle. Mm. Mm. That's a bad way to go. It'd take a little bit to bleed out. Yeah. And everyone, oh. watching. and then you add the embarrassment of the entire world saw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you're almost lucky you're dead because you don't have to just kill me. <laughs> you don't have to face anyone yeah. after that because you wouldn't want to. Um, so we got another stalker down. Dynamo finds Weiss and Amber. Um, but fortunately, it was after Weiss had already found the uplink codes and repeated them to Amber and had her commit them to memory. And I will tell you what. This part stresses me out all the time. Trying to remember the numbers? Yourself? Because I'm like, if it were me, man. We'd I'm be playing screwed. that game as well. We'd be <laughs> screwed. Know, we would be screwed so bad. 1434. Uh, I think there was a, some sevens in there. Maybe. Like sometimes when you like sign into something and they have to text you a code, you ever get that? Oh, and yeah. it's like, Luckily the iPhone just remembers it and it automatically puts yeah, it. Yeah. Sometimes it does. And it's like good, but sometimes it doesn't. Or I, I'm like, what? Oh, and shit. I transpose before the notification goes away. <laughs> it's awful. It's just, or yeah, but part some... is they don't even play it up when uh, skipping ahead. But eventually when she has to give them the code, it's, it's done off screen. They're just like, oh, yeah, he told it to me. Okay, cool. <laughs> it just works. Yeah, I mean, even if, like, when I go to upload this episode, I haven't logged into the to the megaphone gimmick for a couple weeks, so I'm d- guaranteed I will not remember what the password was, or uh, it's going to be awful. But it'll be all right. I'll figure it out. I'll reset it. Um, so, yeah, now we got Dynamo, who's somewhat of a pervert himself. I mean, he's a horny, horny opera singer with electrical gizmos all over himself. Um, so, yeah, Weiss is taken out by him, but then he's going after Amber, and he's, like, basically mounting her. He, yeah, I was wondering, knowing knowing as you, your hashtag physical media. Yeah. Does it get, because I, I purchased it. I went to see if it was streaming. I just went ahead, and it was four ninety nine. so I just bought the digital version on Google Play Store or whatever. And they don't seem to show like they just cut to her kicking him off, and his pants are already around his ankles. Is there more there in the physical medium? I, no. I didn't notice that. I think that's just how it is. Okay, I, mean, I, I would assume it maybe it's. I didn't know if it was like Death Wish Two. <laughs> There's a, an extreme version. It, it is an extreme. Yeah, the nipple licking version and the, the non nipple licking version. Yeah, there. yeah. I, I don't know if maybe that they. And again, you have physical media, so maybe your DVD's older before it got uh, edited for Google. It's, it's a Blu-ray thing. It's not that old. Gotcha. It's a Blu-ray. I'm, that something interesting to check is if there is a version out now, there. Now I got to look for Dynamo's pants and and do a <laughs> in a in some old VHS version or something. Yeah, yeah. Check the runtime on your digital copy, and we'll go again. Compare, compare notes. Compare. Yeah. It just uh, seemed, it seemed oddly weird. Cause I I had to think for a second like did I miss something? Uh, Cause like she kicks him off and, and then she stands up and his 
underwear. He's in his underwear and his pants around. I'm like, I don't remember that being a part of it. So I, I was just curious because I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point it got edited a little bit. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, ben to the rescue, though. So Dynamo doesn't accomplish his goal there. But he does hop in his little car that he has. And he starts chasing Ben down. Uh, but we find out this car doesn't do well on inclines. Because Ben kind of goes up this garbage pile. It's a bit too steep. And next thing you know, it could have also had something to do with Dynamo's <laughs> weight. Uh, you know, it's a low center of gravity. So if he gets turned, he gets moving a little bit too much. Right. To- yeah. So the car flips. Dynamo is stuck in the car. Basically, he's, he could have easily killed him right then and there. But Ben refuses, and everyone sees it. He's like, I'm not going to kill a helpless human being. And the crowd is pissed at him. Wait a minute. We saw you shoot down an entire field right. of kids and uh, old people. Yeah, innocent people. Here's a guy Here's a guy who is trying to kill you, and you won't even kill him back? Come on. They're pissed. Um, and that's when we get calling old Fireball, uh, the legendary Jim Brown, and – all right, well, Fireball is going to get ready because we're going into halftime, which I would assume you would need for a three-hour show, although Monday Night Raw doesn't have a halftime. Uh, it feels like a six-hour show some weeks. <laughs> some, some weeks it does. It certainly does. Even when it's good, it feels long. Um, work on that, Netflix. Um, so while they're off the air, um, oh, wait wait a minute. First, before we go to that, I'm just probably because I don't want to deal with Yafet Koto's death. I mean, I've had to deal with it in real life, but Ben goes back to, to get Laughlin like, okay, come on. And Laughlin's like, yeah, I'm done here. Uh, he, he, he was hurt more than he let on originally. And he's not going to make it. You need to get Amber and those codes to the, there's a broadcast center in quad four. And that's, he, he does what he gives them the information he needs and then we lose Laughlin. Again, has to take up the mantle. Played by the, the one and only, the legendary Yafakoto. Um, now Killian, they're off the air, reaches out. He comes up on one of the screens in the in the in one of the quads. And he's like, hey, Ben, nobody could see this but me and you. I got a deal for you. Why don't you become a stalker? So he was thinking here now because he's lost stalkers. He's lost talent. Let's just turn this guy and make him one of our guys, and that that would probably get ready. How they landed some multiple of them probably came that way. So scout talent. So you know, three year deal. You'll be a stalker. Blah blah blah. Ben grabs the camera, promises to kill Killian, and just smashes the damn thing. So I think that was a a no. Resounding no. Yeah. All right, we're back now. Fireball gets a big intro, and he actually has a little jetpack gimmick, so he jetpacks his way into the game. Um, Killian is back with our with Agnes, and he's like, okay, Agnes, who do you think is going to make the next kill? An unprecedented move. She picks Ben because he's one mean motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yep, Agnes uh, going off script here. Kind of changes the game. And boy, are the gamblers going crazy. The one guy had a pretty decent wad of cash. The first guy who's like, ah, Ben, starts throwing money at him. Yeah. 
He was ready. He's like, yeah, I'm going for it. He's like, you want um, my money or not? Oh, okay, we'll take it. <laughs> yep. Update the chalkboard. Um, so Ben and Amber, they're out trying to find the broadcast center. Uh, but here's Fireball. So the Amber and Ben are separated for a bit. Amber then goes into this area. There's like lockers, and she finds the three big winners from last season dead. Just yeah. corpses rotting in this room. Yeah, it was the sunburn from the Malibu trip they yeah, got. Highly unlikely. Um, and yeah, last year, last season's winners. No, last season's losers. That's <laughs> it. And here, Fireball's about to t- make her join these corpses. Uh, but good old Ben comes from behind, pulls a little hose out of the tank. One of the one of the key movie rules: if one of the people you're fighting has any kind of tube for any kind of reason, you you cut pull out the tube. Pull, pull the tube. Right. If it's Bane, if it's Mister Freeze, if it's I don't know, uh, pyromaniac, whoever it is. A scuba diver coming right. after you under the water. Yeah, it's it works. So Fireball, ironically, dies by Fireball. He went out the way he came in. Um, and this is where Captain. What's Freedom, the theme here? We've seen just about everybody die of uh, thwarted by their own petard. <laughs> it's true. Captain Freedom is called out of retirement. Um, and they give him like, you know, they got to gimmick him up and he is not a fan. He was old school. This is like Bruno San Martino. I don't blame what? him. I can't even figure out what the gimmick is that he's wearing. It looks like he's wearing a computer yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know what the heck it was supposed to be. It, it was bad. It was bad costuming. Um, and what did it have to do with freedom? Like he, I think that was. That was the deliberate choice was to make it so stupid that he was like, I'm not wearing this shit. You would think he'd have like eagle yeah. wings, like a cape. It all feeds into the, the clear, the, the kind of weird subplot that's running of the disrespect that's given to Captain Freedom. Yeah. It's like he really, it was like Bruno San Martino in the 80s WWF. He's like, he's just plain old Bruno and around him is the honky tonk man. <laughs> And Macho Man Randy Savage and adorable Adrian Adonis. Just <laughs> and yeah. <the> Repo Man. <laughs> the Repo Man was much later, much later. Um, but Demolition was there. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't want to do it, but that's okay. All right, you know what, Captain Freedom? Shut up. We'll just CGI you. We'll just CGI you. What the hell? And we've seen that, like you mentioned, but even just in, in freaking, we saw young Indiana Jones last year. Yeah, that was pretty good. We saw Indiana Jones fight Nazis looking like he did when he first fought Nazis. What the hell's going on? Um, So, yeah. Fight Nazis is back in style, Brian. Well, did it ever go out of style? I would would say no. Um, So now Ben and Amber are just wandering around looking for this damn entryway into the resistance they get caught in a trap it's fortunately mixed trap though um back to the broadcast and we see that now you know they're playing it off like it's completely real all right let's go it's captain freedom versus ben richards completely cgi nick khan was looking at this and just rubbing his hands together thinking thinking oh we're gonna get there one day we're getting under the giant back we're getting Everybody back. It won't matter that CM Punk got hurt. Guess what? Right. 
none of it admit. We will have every Macho Man is coming back. Everybody's coming back. Bruno, you're coming back. You're CGI Bruno. Jesse Ventura, eh, he's still alive. He won't come back. But de-aged. Right. Anyway, we see that CGI fight going on, uh, which ends with Richards being impaled. So pretty significant that he is now dead. And there we go. Um, back to the resistance headquarters. Uh, ben looks around. It's like you. These are the you're going to send these kids in to fight. Like because now they're going to get control of the satellite, but to keep control, they're going to need to fight. Um, that is another thing that like I mean you could have turned spun this off into a whole series because you now have the literally the whole movie premise is just the first kind of salvo of broadcasting what's really happening. One. For all you know, the masses don't don't care. <laughs> they might want the show back on, right? And two, that you still have this in, this large, massive, you know, overreaching government that you have to contend with. Just because you told people what was going on doesn't mean that the fight's over. So, uh, so yeah, like you said, if they take it, they're going to have to hold it. Um, and that's basically where Ben's like, okay, you're going to need somebody with some experience, or this whole thing is for nothing. So he he volunteers. Amber then pulls out the raw Bakersfield footage from Parts Unknown. Where do you think she was stashing it that whole time? Oh, it was a pretty skin-tight suit. Maybe it was just slipped in between the skin and suit. I'm going to say that. Okay. You didn't... Why, do you have something else in mind that I'm totally not thinking of that's so far beyond what I'm considering? Chad's not here, so I don't know. Yeah, I know what Chad would say. <laughs> I know what Chad cannot think of another place. Chad would would mention a coochie right about now, but we're gonna move on. Um, the it's re- like that meme where the guy's like holding it in and the veins popping out of his head, just waiting to say. Maybe yeah, maybe she swallowed it and just pooped it out real quick. There you go. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the running man. Gross. The the running man. It's now time for the wrap up show because this thing's been going on for at least. Four hours now. Why not keep you up a little bit longer? Because we're going to do the wrap-up show. Uh, but this wrap-up show is going to be crashing more ways than one. Um, because the truth is about to get out there. They get control. The The truth message comes up. Killian is in the, oh, we, we've got technical difficulties. Everyone don't. And they're like, bullshit. Because next thing you know, here comes dead. Dead Ben and a whole army in the flesh. There he is, alive, just like he said. I'll be back. He's back. Now we got the bullets are flying. The audience is panicking. Um, They start fleeing in an unorderly fashion, which is always dangerous, folks. This is another part where this is where we'd have serious Chad Cruz telling us about fire safety. There's a situation how you should exit a building. The more you know. Um, meanwhile, Amber runs into Dynamo once again in the hallway who wants to pick up where he left off. But when you're wearing all that electronic nonsense, you don't want to be around when the sprinklers go off. That's right. That's exactly what happens. So he gets fried. So Um, just to be clear that we've, we've really, this movie lays out all the rules of self-defense 101. Go for the nuts. Right. If there's a tube, pull it. Right. Anything electrical, just get it wet. Yeah. Yeah. 
Perfect. Thank you, Running Rule Man. Rule to live by. Again, so, you know, evacuate in an orderly manner and then follow those three things. You'll be okay. And if a ice skating professor comes around, you clothesline him with barbed wire. That's the other one that everyone knows. Right. It, 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 right. Use, use what's around you is basically what that's saying. Anything could be a weapon. You have to be creative sometimes. Um, so Ben is trying to get after Killian, who's, who's trying to who's using the chaos to kind of get away. But eventually Killian's back there on the set all by himself, thinks he's may, may be in the clear. Here comes Ben. And it's like, oh, crap. But then you hear some heavy footsteps come. And it's it's the bodyguard Sven, who is one of the many people who just gets disrespected by Killian. Um, so he gets there, and at first it's like, oh, crap. You're, you're, you're in for it now, Richards. No. Sven just like, nah. nah. He goes Screw off you. to become a mall cop in mall rats. Screw you. I'm done here. Um so Killian now making the last minute plea. Now he's like, "Listen, we're just giving the people what they want. I'm just trying to get ratings for my bosses. I'm, you know, I'm just like you. I'm, I'm a victim here. I'm a pawn in the game, just like you are. I'm just doing my part." Um, but Ben doesn't want to hear about it. Puts him in the little gimmick that sends you down the tube, and uh, definitely one of those scenes that stuck with me uh, as a kid. I was going to allude to this later, but you know. Many times watching this on a Saturday afternoon on Star 64, there was two films that you got just about all every weekend. It was Total Recall and it was The Running Man. And just that shot of him hurtling down that tube at high speeds and then flying off into the billboard, like one of the early memories I have of an Arnold movie is that that particular shot. Yeah, he goes flying down. You get the G-forces of them going down that tube. But yeah, it crashes through that cadre cola sign. And apparently, I don't know this for certain, but I have a sneaking suspicion that behind that billboard was like a nitroglycerin depot. Because when he goes through, that thing explodes like nobody's business. Well, it is part of the... uh you know, quad battle arena. Maybe there was like a, a zone or like we've seen an ice skating rink area. We've seen a, you know, different themed areas. Maybe there was like an explosive or a landmines. Or yeah, something. We, could, we could work it out. There could be something there. Well, he's dead. Basically he is dead as dead can be. Uh, we get back in Ben and Amber kiss, give everybody a happy ending for the viewers. And that's it. And yeah, how are you going to follow this? You don't have a host. You don't have most of your stalkers. I'm thinking The Running Man is going to have to be canceled or at least put on hiatus and be retooled. Um, but yeah, we get the end credits. And now I would like your final thoughts, Ryan Campbell. As someone, so we all kind of come from different, you know, age ranges and kind of what the Arnold area is. And for me, I think it's sci fi dystopian Arnold is kind of my Arnold. And I think a lot of that is because growing up, those were the things I was exposed to the most was the Total Recall and Running Man. So those are the ones that like I really enjoy. I could watch them over and over again. It's always a joy to go back and rewatch this movie. One of my favorites. As I came older and then watched The Predator, I think that's probably you know up with you. One of my favorite movies. Definitely my favorite Arnold movie. But these two specifically right in there, kind of like with Starship Troopers, just the whole vibe, everything about them at that time as I was – you know, growing up uh, really kind of resonated with me. So th this 
this is definitely kind of one of my favorite Arnold movies. Uh, one I can, like you said, I could rewatch this a thousand times and, and enjoy it. So uh, you'll never have a hard time getting me to talk about Running Man. Yeah, this one is so I mean, I think one of the reasons maybe it doesn't get as much love is because it came out the same year as Predator. I mean, that's insane. That is insane. Like two huge movies. Um, yeah, and I remember I did not get to see Running Man at the theater. I did see Predator in the theater. But, man, as soon as this thing hit video, I was on it. And, uh, yeah, it's just one that I'm happy to have in my collection and have watched countless times. Uh, you know, it really is almost prophetic in many ways of, of what the future held. and uh, Very much so. And a lot, of, a lot of those movies around that time are. And, again, I mean, it's something there's sci-fi authors that were writing in the 50s of stuff that, you know, right. is real now. So that's part of the genre. But, man, it's hard to watch it and not see how timely it is, how it still holds up. And the subject matter, you know, really resonates with stuff that we're going through right now. Honestly, what I mean, one of the things I thought about this movie was during the pandemic and when uh, WWE had the money in the bank at the headquarters and you had to climb up through the, I'm like, if this pandemic shit goes on (laughs) for too long, we're going to end up having WWE running man. They're going to come up with something where somebody's got to go through things and fight people as they go. It's like, Oh, or even the rise that we've seen of like battle Royale video games and movies, um, you know, the series battle Royale, the departed hunger games, all these kinds of things, like they can all go back to the running man for kind of the, you know, downtrodden, put on display, kind of killing for sport for entertainment kind of thing. And like you said, it goes back to the Romans. And, and you know, it's just, it's a, a variation on, on that theme over and over again. Take out um, the technology and we as a human species have not changed that much. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, again, where did the running man end up on our countdown of Arnold's 80s action classics? Well, you can find out right now on bulletproofaction.com. Check that out. We had some special guests, as we often do when we do these countdowns. Uh, So check that out. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing more countdowns as we go throughout the year. I know we got a big one coming for the 10-year anniversary. Uh, As you may imagine, I already have some... uh, Plans going uh, for Actionversary this year. No, clearly not. Another thing, of course, social media. You can get us at Bulletproof Pod on X or Twitter or Twitter X. I know Booker T wants me to call it X, so I will. Um, and, of course, at Bulletproof Action on Instagram and Facebook and even threads if you're so inclined. Still still keeping that threads train going. You know what? What's it going to hurt? Um, <laughs> next time here on the podcast. That's right. We will be back. China O'Brien, the Cynthia Rothrock classic. I'll be rejoined by the toy man himself, Christy Petrillo. And uh, yeah, maybe you and I can uh, reconvene later this month and do a little Roadhouse rewatch and talk about the, uh, the updated. I'm game. Sounds good. All right. Well, I do want to thank you for joining me. So it wasn't just me here talking. So we could bring this show back again. Apologies for those of you who have missed us. For those of you who didn't know we were gone, I guess it doesn't matter to you. So, you know, that's that's that. We're back, though. We're back in business. 
and hope you've enjoyed this episode. What and would Corny say? How can I miss it if you never left? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're right. So maybe, yeah, maybe this will be the thing. Maybe this will start blowing up. Our numbers will go through the roof and be like, see, that's all we needed to do is take like two months off. You take it away from the people and, you know, and, and kind of like the running man, you know. There you go. So, yeah, definitely want to thank everybody. Uh, thank you for your patience while we we uh, had our little hiatus. And thank you, as always, for listening. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. listening to the Geekscape Network.